0: the rains came down in the hollow playing a new game laughing and running hey hey skipping and jumping
1: Hey, hey, thanks for joining me on The Meg Ellison Show. I know there's something wrong with this, song, this version of it. I don't know. It's, maybe you can hear it, but I just maybe. Uh, both, well, Tom often says, I can only hear it in one channel. I don't know what's going on. But, you know, I play this song. I heard it on the way in, but my husband's band from time to time will play the song, and I always give him the eye when he's, when he's singing it because he sings it, and I always say, remember. What color eyes i have and so he always changes it to blue-eyed girl so i always appreciate that and he sometimes he gets a little prickly he's like you know i can't because then he, he'll get um hassled by some brown-eyed girl in the uh or wherever they're playing at the venue and, and then he's just kind of like well i was singing that one to my wife so take that anyway hey if you'd like to join the conversation this morning seven one five eight four five twenty one fifty five. oh you know i there's a lot of bad news out there. And I know I I, I say this from time to time, and it, it gets a little heavy duty. And, you know, you'd think that this is leading to something. But guess what? I've got some good news. Nope, I do not. Not at the moment. However, I will say that um, I'm going to share the story that I read. And I know I violated my rule about, um, well about looking at the internet after a certain hour actually looking at the internet after wheel of fortune that's a that's just a recipe for disaster right i'm all uh, uplifted after watching pat sajak and vanna white so um well so competently flip those letters as she does no but anyway uh i was scrolling through emails because obviously it was out yesterday and uh one of my news sources is Alpha News out of the Twin Cities, out of Minnesota. And you and when I actually went to look to see if any other news sources in the Twin Cities covered the story. And, oh, shocker, they didn't. And it really irks me. And, you know, if, if I could speak more um, plainly, I probably would use uh, different terms. But I'll just say uh, it really upsets me that the uh well but the other mainstream well doesn't it doesn't surprise me but it still upsets me that the mainstream media hasn't hasn't covered this or at least i i was unable to find anything about it so a and and i and i'll say this too is that i i've been thinking for quite some time obviously there is a lot of bad news out there there are a lot of people doing awful things to one another i mean killing uh uh harming one another in some way or or uh, and and that includes selling them drugs laced with fentanyl etc i mean it's it just what is what has happened to human beings that they are so awful to one another and so i saw this article and it's not happy it's actually really sad it'll probably make you as angry as it did me but i'm going to share it anyway so you get ready uh, a decorated St. Paul veteran um, died weeks after he was attacked while well, he was out walking in a park close to his home. Uh, he was a Vietnam War veteran and retired Minnesota National Guardsman. Uh, he, was, he and his wife were out walking, 76 years old, and in good shape, obviously out walking. And um, as uh, they just concluded their walk and as they were about to get into their car this this man's name is Tom Dunn d-u-n-n-e he noticed a male urinating on the sidewalk and you know you could say what gives find a bathroom you uh, I mean that's that's what animals do you know they go wherever but human beings were supposed to have a little bit more dignity and you know really it's actually uh illegal to that behavior but anyway nonetheless and according to a statement from the St. Paul Police Department uh, uh Tom Dunn was just about to get into his car and he took his phone out to take a photo of this guy uh and two other males in a nearby car noticed him taking the photo and they approached him and were angry that he had had uh, taken a photo and they tried to take his phone away from him initially and then they punched him in the face and according to his uh, Dunn's wife, she stated that her her husband was sucker punched and knocked off of his feet and then they punched him again in his face. So they found when the police responded, St Paul Police Department responded, they found him, standing by his vehicle with blood streaming, you know, this is, it's hard to imagine, but streaming from his right eye socket. And sadly, um, he did receive surgery that took, well, it took over three hours and uh, lost vision in his right eye and had multiple broken bones in his face. Uh, His, his wife also stated that obviously he was in a, now a state of depression after returning from the hospital with these injuries, not having any vision anymore in his right eye. And she said that he just was not eating any longer and, and uh, w- really wasn't recovering from the excruciating pain that he was suffering from after this attack and went back into the hospital and sadly contracted sepsis and passed away. And uh, it's just, evidently one of the attackers uh was a juvenile and I, there's not much more information about the other two i presume they were both adults but uh uh criminal obviously criminal charges first degree assault um they were charged with that and i guess they are also now the the ramsey county attorney's office is reviewing any additional evidence um as it as it uh as they deliberate whether or not to press additional charges against these three evidently young people that what why, why oh, it's it just it, it breaks my heart but uh, this this man had served in the united states marines national guard army reserve and retired with the rank of command sergeant major and had lived according to his wife a full life of service and will be buried at Fort Snelling Cemetery with full military honors but so unnecessary and and I mean what what a what a horrible way to lose his life after serving our country so honorably and it just it upsets me so much and I see so many reports in fact there was another story that I was made aware of and I know that uh, Jessica McBride I think we we briefly talked about it Jessica from Wisconsin right now We talked about this couple that uh, they were both uh, killed over essentially $100 that was in the till at a bar in which the husband um, actually managed this bar. And uh, evidently, the suspect that has been arrested uh, was uh, released on early parole by, yep, you got it, Governor Evers. So his policies, uh, the not, not tough enough on crime policies. And so now two innocent people are dead as a result of uh, this, this violent act committed against uh, these two uh, individuals. And, you know, I just go back to the, the crime that has, has, and I don't know if you perceive it this way as well, but it seems to me that people have become more hateful and more angry after the shamdemic. I don't know if you've noticed that as well. I know that the political climate has obviously ramped up people's emotions as well. But to think that, you know, this, uh, and, and and I mean, I guess what I'm trying to do is wrap my mind around whether or not the shamdemic has actually, uh, w- which... I believe, and and as I've defined many times, the shamdemic was not the actual scary COVID virus. It was the government's and other entities overreaction to a completely survivable virus that I think they contributed to uh, people's hysteria, people's fear. Of course, they took advantage and and really, I think, uh, caused and, and exacerbated people's fear with with the narrative that they were running the you know the one the the one-stop narrative that they were running and you know as i've said many times I've, it frustrated me that we had a federal government that was pushing a one-size-fits-all uh, solution to the shamdemic or to the the big bad scary covid virus as opposed to including an i mean l- l- let's have a number of of uh, solutions in our toolbox so that we we aren't just reliant upon this uh, very flawed very dangerous very ineffective poison covid shot and and to make suggestions that perhaps, and, and of course I've talked about this, I've had them on as guests, Dr. Pierre Cory, Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Paul Merrick, these were all physicians that were willing to go against the grain or go against the prescribed narrative, the biopharmaceutical complex, and actually honor their Hippocratic oath and and be honest about what they believed was going on and and were, were open-minded enough to be willing to offer more than one, uh, more than one solution, or more than one way to to treat those who contracted the poison COVID. Uh, the, well, I shouldn't say it's the poison COVID shot, but the the very survivable COVID virus. So, if you'd like to comment on this or any other topic that we've uh, been chatting about this morning, 715-845-2155, You know, I've, I follow and obviously. I keep a big stack of articles. I mean, it's not, it's not so excessive today because I keep them in nice, neat little piles. Or I did, at least I did this morning. But you know, there's a, there's a several of them that have to do with the, uh, the COVID virus or the poison shots. And one of such, and I get a, a number of them from either Bobby Kennedy's uh, defender website or uh children's defense uh i think it's children's defense organization and then i also uh uh, subscribe to the epic times and they have several articles as well but then you know there are several other sources that i go to to uh to get my information, but this particular one, Children's Health Defense, okay, sorry, I was just paging through to find that, so that's Bobby Kennedy Jr.'s uh, website that uh, provides all kinds of information, and, and really uh, is, uh, I think, is is even-handed when it comes to examining specifically what it is that uh, those in our federal government are pushing, through the biopharmaceutical complex on the American people. But this is a study that uh, was reported on in the Epic Times that uh, the updated COVID vaccines don't add protection for vaccinated with history of infection. So, and I mean, it hasn't it been acknowledged that the overwhelming majority of people, if they didn't have any overt symptoms of COVID that they at some point were, uh, exposed to the virus or, or, you know, their bodies maybe eliminated it naturally or they, you know, they, they showed no signs of it. But so th- that would mean that this, the the poison COVID shot is even more worthless than we, we originally thought. But according to the study, and this was a uh, th- Conducted in Japan, they compared people who had received at least two doses of the original Pfizer and Moderna vaccines to people who received a uh, bivalent shot on top of at least two doses of the uh, originals. And the researchers uh, from this uh, Japanese study, we did not find said we did not find sufficient evidence of the effectiveness of vaccines among previously infected older adults. So it's a It's a racket. I mean, it's just a money making scheme. And it's not, I mean, it's not as if they're just injecting saline into someone's body and, and, you know, like calling it a day. I mean, they're injecting what I consider something that's not healthy to many people, particularly those who have compromised immune systems, particularly those who have already contracted the virus. I mean, there's some. There's some evidence that suggests that those that have already had the virus or were exposed to it, that they are subject to uh, the potential harms that are caused by the poison COVID shot. But I don't know. You know, this goes on and on. And I have to ask, when are we ever going to see, and, you know, I'm not looking for ooh, vindication so I can do a victory dance, and you know, victory lap, but I would like to see those who put their... Uh, their careers and their reputations on the line, I would like to have them someday see uh, some sort of vindication. Uh, Senator Ron Johnson hosted just uh, this week, I want to say it was Tuesday, a uh, COVID cartel roundtable. And uh, I've reached out to his team. I'm hoping I can get him on still this week and we can at least chat about some of the conversations and he can give us a summary of that of uh, of that particular round table and those that contributed seven one five eight four five twenty one fifty five. If you'd like to join the conversation, good morning. You're on with
0: Meg. Oh, Meg! Hey, hey, I didn't know you were going to answer. Oh, <laughs>
1: here I am, and here you are. Good morning. Yeah.
0: So uh, yeah. Good morning. I'm, my name is Mark. I'm calling you from Marshfield. I never call I've never called in before. Woohoo! First um, time caller. Bring it on. So first, so first time. So what i'm interested to know is your opinion about uh what the what the left is going to do with donald trump
1: Gosh, you know it's uh <laughs> i mean what maybe a better way to a, a good way to answer that is what aren't they going to do you know i mean it, well, it's it's, I don't, it's yeah. so it's so infuriating i guess because i mean try as they might they haven't been able to stop him and he seems to keep going and, and his, and his supporters continue to dig their heels in. And, you know, I used to try to second guess, well, what's their, what's the left's true objective? Do they know something we don't? And they know that he's, you know, they're going to be able to be successful at, at uh, taking him. And I, when I say taking him out, meaning not taking him out literally, but figuratively, I just, I just think that he's, He's going to prevail, but, uh, you know, I guess I don't know what, to what lengths they will go because, I mean, they play for keeps, those on the left.
0: Well, yeah. and, and What do you think? And, and, the scary, and the scary thing is is that I don't think they have any, any limitation of mm-hmm. what they're going to do to make sure that he doesn't become a candidate uh, for, <laughs> against either Biden or whoever else they decide to put in there. Uh, and I, it, it, it could be the ultimate, it could be the ultimate, uh, or some false flag situation that they decide, oh, we can't have an election this right. year because, mm-hmm. because, because like Ukraine has been doing, they're not having yep. any elections because, uh, so Zelensky will be there until, well, whenever, uh, <laughs> happens i know but i mean there's so many possibilities I, 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 and
1: it's I, disturbing to think about isn't it
0: well yeah and they're trying to bankrupt him now oh yeah because they're charging they're charging him a hundred thousand dollars a day in interest on that ridiculous judgment that came down um so you know how many days can you the mo, it, i mean he, he's got deeper pockets than most of course but i mean good lord there is a limitation eventually to that uh so wow <laughs> what the heck's going to happen yeah i know yeah.
1: and and i mean it's it's maddening because uh, you know i think that they in their minds the end justifies the means and you know whatever it takes well, right. i think that's what they're prepared to do and so i guess what i hope and you know i guess perhaps in a way that this correlates with what I was just talking about with regard to the shamdemic or the, the whole COVID scare is that mm-hmm. I, I certainly hope the American public are smart enough to have learned their lesson during the 2020, 2021, uh, sham demic because mm-hmm. if, and I hope that they're prepared to push back against a really a weaponized federal government that is willing to do anything to prevent their political opponent from appearing on the ballot or from getting elected to office. I mean, because it's so precedent setting. What, what, what more could we possibly expect from our government if they try to remove the, the person, the only person that can beat their candidate?
0: Well, he is the only person that can be the right. candidate. And he, and, he, and he is the president right now, if you know what I mean. Uh, but he's I mean, not. He, he kinda
1: <laughs> control, it, it's interesting how how much, you know, like Rush always used to say, living rent-free in their heads. I mean, I think that uh, Trump lives rent-free in so many people's heads. And, you know, it's, I mean, you can kind of get a kick out of it, but then it's also beyond the point of obsession for some of these people.
0: Well, I, I'm i on board with the whole COVID narrative. You know, you and I are on the same plane on that, just so you know. Um, and I don't know if you know a, a person by the name of Steve Kirsch.
1: I do. I've had him as a guest on the show before.
0: He is amazing. I saw a Tucker Carlson uh, video yep. not too long ago on on YouTube that he put out, which was Wow! Unbelievable. Very uh,
1: eye-opening. Yeah, he's it's, Steve's it's, kind so, of been on the yeah. on the cutting edge of all of that data. I mean, it's he's a great guy to 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 look at the data. In fact, it's interesting because he he's he was a Democrat and he he was right, a right. He was a, do, a Democrat donor. I think a high-dollar Democrat donor, and then he realized, right. wow. I mean, and and I mean, whatever it takes to awaken these people that have been duped into believing uh, that, you know, whatever, those in our federal government know what's best for us. I'm glad that he he finally took matters into his own hands, so to speak, and uh, pushed back.
0: Right. Well, yeah, and of course, you know, Nancy Pelosi and Hillary Clinton have both said, Donald Trump cannot go back to the White House. Yeah, well, and and I mean, in, believe in no, them. In no uncertain terms. Right,
1: and believe in them no when they say terms. that. I mean, I think that's what we Absolutely. should be doing. So, Well, Mark, i got to let you go. I'm up against the 10 o'clock yeah. news. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. Make next time the second time you call in.
0: <laughs> I hope so. All, All right. right. Have, Thanks, Meg. Have, right. have
1: a great day. Yeah. Bye. Thank okay. you. Going to the 10 o'clock news. Be back right after that on the Meg Ellison Show on WSAU.